I'm excited to talk today with PGA Tour star, trick shot artist, and diehard South Carolina Gamecocks fan, Wesley Bryan. Welcome, Wesley. Wow. PGA star. Or did I mean, you say superstar or star? I didn't Both say super. Them. You're not at super yet level yet. I just said star. <laughs> Both of them wildly inaccurate. Uh, but yes, I do dabble on the PGA Tour. I am a diehard Gamecock. And uh, the trick shot thing, I'm a retired trick shot artist. So now that we've got our introductions out of the way. All right. Thank you. I should have just let you just do it. <laughs> the, uh, I, was, I was mentioning before we started recording, I think like I've touched the golf club maybe five times. And I have uh, my brother, who's my best friend, he's maybe touched club five times and so i know you and your brother have like over a hundred thousand followers on youtube for your brian and bros golf uh mm-hmm. like do you enjoy creating that content i know you said you're retired now from trick shots but you enjoy that content yeah we still do we still do a lot of golf content uh the trick shot stuff was was easy it was quick we saw it on sports center once and thought that hey i think we can do that um pretty easily given our background well not pretty easily but we just thought that maybe with with the with the ability to edit and we had time on our hands uh that we could create something a little bit um that people would like to see and so we went down that path for a while and uh kind of when COVID hit is when we transitioned our YouTube channel more into just overall golf content playing matches and instructional type stuff and I would say like a little a little bit more for the avid golf fan whereas the stuff we were doing um five, six, seven years ago was a little bit more for the viral Facebook, Instagram, anybody and everybody could consume it and enjoy it for 10 to 15 seconds. So, um, yeah, we, I mean, we still enjoy getting out there and doing it. And we've been competitive literally straight from the womb. I mean, when we were four, five, six years old, I mean, gambling on pogs. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> Dude, I still way, have but... my pog collection. Yeah, I mean that—that's where it started, and then transition to Pokemon cards, and then it was throwing quarters at the at the corner of the room, and then to Nerf basketballs in the bedroom. So we've golf is just an, another avenue we have for competitiveness, and and we like to put it on YouTube for other people to kind of enjoy it. That's awesome. And the uh, as I mentioned, my brother and I are so close. Do you have other siblings? I got a little sister. She also played college golf. She was a, a stud golfer as well, and she's four years younger. Um, so we had we had quite the dynamic growing up. Yeah, I guess there's something in the in the gene pool over there. But uh, yeah, they they all hated me. <laughs> well, South Carolina, I know, is like definitely known for its its golf courses. And you won your first tournament there, and. What was it like growing up, growing up in South Carolina, and what led you to golf? As is it, was it really in your genes? Did your parents play and all that? Yeah, my mom is kind of like you. She's touched a golf club maybe five times, and the only times she would touch it is when we would force her to play on Mother's Day. We, because it was her day, she got to choose whatever she wanted to do, and we forced her to go out to the golf course and play. And we would make her keep score take all yeah. penalty strokes finish out every single hole play by the rules and just it, it gosh those were some of the most fun days and it That's always awesome. would happen on mother's day um but yeah my dad is a is a pga club professional and he he played in college and he played mini tour stuff and he played professionally a little bit and now he just teaches 
so he he got us into the game at a really young age and like I said having a brother that was two years older uh for me to be able to get into the game it was very very easy and a seamless transition something fun that we could do kind of as a whole family and my mom would just go out and watch but uh yeah and awesome. growing up in growing uh, growing up in south carolina i mean it's kind of the the home home of golf here in the united states to a certain extent so um yeah so anyway it was just it was it was kind of what i was what i was meant to do from day one yeah it's awesome and you went to the same high school as uh dustin johnson any competitive Mm -hmm. fun fun between you guys yeah actually i uh me and george my brother we grew up with him and his brother who now caddies for him austin um been playing golf with those guys since I was barely out of diapers, so um, kind of grew up with them. Now, I'll it, just like it is today. Dustin has always been the best of the bunch. He didn't. I would say George, my brother, probably had a, a better junior career. Uh, definitely had a better junior career um, than Dustin. But then, as got to college, Dustin was wildly more gifted physically than than everybody else so um when the golf courses started getting longer and tougher dustin continued to climb the ladder and make it look easier um than all of us so growing up it wouldn't have been if you if you had to pick one of the four you more than likely would have picked dustin out of that group to to come out as as the best golfer yeah yeah oh that's cool the um you know, on the business side, off the course, I know you got a lot going on, and especially I know there's mm-hmm. interest in the web, web three, crypto space. So, uh, I mean, before we get into that, and you, are we buying the dip here or what? Uh, no, I would say I'm I'm pretty much I'm pretty much I'm I'm in as deep as I need. I have as much crypto exposure as I could ever need in the portfolio. You and right me now. both. You and me so, both. <laughs> I'm 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 riding it out. Um, if, if, it, if it goes where we all think it's going, um, it's not like a short term little play. I'm not I'm not using the crypto space as like a, a day trading um, hobby, so to speak, because I would say the the day traders in the crypto space is a little bit irresponsible, in my opinion, as opposed yeah. to the stock market. Um, and so I, I'm I'm using it more of the long term play and i've I've got all i need there i mean i would prefer to have more but just kind of what what i what i took the plunge into initially a few years ago yeah and and what's your i know you like you're involved are you involved like bitcoin mining like how deep are you involved how much like what can you share from like in general thoughts on the space um yeah we've got a group of guys um that or it well it started just at right when the the crypto stuff started getting popular maybe five six years yeah. ago like mainstream um a group of guys from augusta we just all got into buying chain link because it was fun mm. like we it was less than it was maybe like a dollar or two and we we all just were we had this little group chat about it and everybody kind of put in a little bit more money than they felt comfortable doing yeah and from there i kind of got hooked and got um i still never sold never sold anything just would only would only buy 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 and then started buying other random ones and then eventually when i got a little bit smarter in the space just started converting it all over to bitcoin and ethereum and still holding the initial chain link that i had 
and so then from there, um, an opportunity a couple years ago came up um, to get into with a group of guys mining where we would um, go and kind of rent out the space, buy the equipment, rent out the space and start mining and on a pretty large scale had some massive purchase orders. I would say there was maybe 12 to 18 guys. Um, mm-hmm. And so now, now we're just mining it. And then I guess in the last year, we, we have a, a, a kind of like a crypto fund through an alternative investments account broker kind of that we use um, for a little bit more of the, the brokerage style like that's why I said I don't trust myself doing the day-to-day stuff, but yeah, there's a couple people that do that, and so now we're in with that. Uh, it's blockchain group, and it's yeah, I, I we I've really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed learning about the space because it was something that was completely foreign to me. It was like a a foreign language that I felt like I I saw the benefits of it. Um, yeah, probably five probably five years ago and so um yeah i've just enjoyed enjoyed learning do you find like because you don't you hear less about kind of the web3 space when in the golf world do you find that other i know you mentioned you had a group there but like on on a, on a broader scale or do you find a lot of golfers are kind of starting to explore the web3 space more and more uh yeah because golfers by trade are degenerate gamblers and uh i i feel like it's it's one of those things like it's it feels a little bit more like people that like to gamble on sports or more like, you know, you've got those studies, yeah. people that do online gambling are 100 percent more likely to buy crypto. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's more of like a, a fun hobby type thing, whereas they're actually um, James Hahn is another golfer out here that he's a part of our group. Um that's mining this stuff as well so um i know that he's one of the guys that's really serious about it and he he's funny he's one of my buds but um i would and i tigers obviously uh tangled up in the nft space as well um but i mean as far as as far as golfers as a whole like diving into the the space from in like a legitimate investment side i don't i think there's only a handful of guys out here that yeah that really understand i mean I, none of us really understand what's going on but at least are attempting to learn about it yeah that's cool well outside of uh the web3 space i i know um you have some really cool endorsements including two brands roback and adam or pk how do I always pronounce that? Well, if anybody can, can pronounce that correctly, please let me know. But how do you look in like the kind of Audemars Piguet? Piguet. I, I, I nailed it. I think that actually. <laughs> uh, how do how do you look at that kind of that endorsement space and how who you decide to partner up with and, and all that? Uh, for me, I when I'm oh gosh, I almost got hit by a branch out here. Um, when when I'm looking to make. I, I guess some people take the the branding or sponsorship deals that anybody that'll throw a dollar at them. Yes. Yeah. We all kind of fit that, that same category. But for me, I like one like brands that I can get excited about. Um, and like when it comes to watches, like I, 
I felt like like Audemars is one of the the it's almost like the great white buffalo. Like you you hear about them, you hear rappers rap about them all the time. You I mean you would see the AP logo all over golfers like when I was growing up in high school and college, and yeah. I had never seen one in my life. But it, there was like this allure to it, and I was always interested when I got the opportunity to to be an ambassador for him i couldn't say yes quick i was like i didn't i don't i didn't even care what the terms of the deal were yeah, yeah, yeah um and same with like my my clothing companies over the over the years like um i still like i it started with southern tide um <clears throat> out of school when we were doing like the the trick shot stuff and and playing mini tours like southern tide being a southern boy like it just was a brand that made sense for me and then when i got on tour sketchers signed me um they were willing to do fun colorful palettes for me um and then they always had kind of with the, the cheesy commercials um that were fun and light kind of like my personality so and then now with roback the current ones they're kind of like a, a southern activewear with like as you you can hear the audio, but I guess in the, the video right here, you see there's little blue Good. trucks on it. Got, I was gonna say, got, was that some trucks? Like yeah, it. they got they just have fun fun designs in a lot of different colors. So um, I try and pick the the brands that that I can get behind and that I can enjoy. And then as far as how I foster those relationships, I I'm not one of those guys that signs a deal and then will never talk to anybody in the company. Just continue to collect my checks and do my sponsor days on days that I have to do them and do my social media posts when I have to post them. I, I really like to build that relationship as like a, like a working relationship. Um, yeah. I like to do it myself. Um, I mean, I've got an agent that, that does a lot of that stuff, but as far as the, the, I guess you would say the, the brand to the ambassador, um, I like being the one that bridges that gap with the relationship. Um, instead yeah. of having my agent do it. So um, that's kind of how I, I approach my partnership deals and my, my branding opportunities or whatnot. So what's on your right wrist? Just, just what I do. What's on my what's wrist? What do you got? You what, what kind of AP do we have on today? Uh, well, right now I just came off the golf course and I'm about oh, yeah. to go hit some golf balls. So I, I don't play golf in it, hey. but I've got yeah. in my golf bag, a skeleton, um, royal oak and nice. it is uh yeah it's it's a beaut um i'm sure it is as most of those watches are that's awesome so yeah. you have at, at home i know you have uh two daughters and so does that i'm sure it keeps you really busy maybe even keeps you uh busy enough to keep you out of the pga uh, live drama but uh what's it like with the balance you know <laughs> how do you balance that between two kids and always on the road and the tour and i'm sure it's a lot yeah, it is. Um, it actually worked out great. I had my first first kid right when I had shoulder surgery was out for six months and then had my second kid right when I had wrist surgery was That's out for cool. six. I really got to spend a lot of time at home with them. And then we're just now getting to the when when I had my first one, right when we're ready to start traveling, the COVID stuff started and weren't like no one was able to travel. Yeah. Um, being like the, the PGA Tour bubble. And now we're just now over the last uh, eight months or so, the family's been traveling uh, a lot. And I mean, travel days are, are much more stressful than they were. Um, when I when I get home from the golf course, I just play video games and, 
and watch Netflix. It's yeah, bath time, dinner time, bedtime, read books. Your, yeah, your turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's different, but I mean that's that's the decision when I wanted to have kids. I I knew that responsibility was going to ensue. So, um, and it's, it's fun having them like seeing my three-year-old get excited about getting on an airplane and seeing new cities. And when we get home, like it might be three weeks later, she'd be like, daddy, you remember when we were in Phoenix and we went to the, that museum and we saw the, the worms. And so it's just moments like that where I'm like, God, it's so cool that she's able to travel and see the world and, yeah. and have all these experiences that she's still remembering. So it's, it's different, but it's fun. That's awesome. Well, last question here. You get to meet either uh, Justin Bieber or LeBron James. Who, who are you picking? Well, you know, I've, I've, I've actually got to spend an entire day with Justin Bieber. And it was, I was, I was so starstruck and it was like a euphoric experience. And I felt like we really broke out like we were going to be buds for life. And we, we haven't hung out or talked since, but it was uh i tried calling i try writing he doesn't respond right i know exactly um but i mean i really thought we vibed so i would have to say lebron at this point um but i I, yeah there's there's only i'd say there's only like three or four people that i'd really want to meet and one of them is is our uh i've got a mutual friend uh with your boy tb12 i've never met him but he's one of the great white buffaloes that i'd want to meet him and lebron and then and then like a a pre i've still never met a u.s president so okay that those are like my top three that that's on the top three we i'm well i'm glad we at least got beaver off the list so yeah beaver's off off the list i would have gone maybe beaver twice because then you really cement home that relationship right i know know your best buds I, I know, but you if, if you had spent the day with us, you would have thought for sure right. like that's that was next. He was gonna yeah, invite yeah. me to stay in his guest house when whenever I was in California. But it didn't, he, uh, didn't go that way. My one story of that is we had uh Steven Tyler, obviously from Aerosmith, in a came to a, a Patriots game years ago to see Tom play and he was in the suite with us and we like exchange numbers. I'm hitting off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my new best friend is Steven Tyler. And I grew up in Boston. <laughs> like, it, I'm an Aerosmith fan, and this. And then right. I was like, I was like, uh, he hasn't. Like, I'm not going to reach out. He needs to reach out. And uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think maybe COVID. You know how it goes. He's uh, probably he probably is too nervous to reach out. But uh, that's uh, even yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Wesley. I really oh, appreciate guys. the time today, man. It's awesome. Like you definitely have a new group of friends here at uh, playing or fans here at playing field. And so it was awesome talking to you. And I really appreciate the time. Oh, absolutely. This was great. And I can't wait to, to dive a little deeper into the platform and continue the relationship.